Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to Westchester Talk Radio. WestchesterTalkRadio.com. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric. Don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armonk, and by Tompkins Mayor Pack Bank. This is the Sports Report. Here on the Sports Report, we are featuring all of the 2021 Westchester Sports Hall of Fame inductees. No Hall of Fame ceremonies or inductions in 2020. Due to the pandemic, we have quite a class of 2021. And you can say they all could have been inducted a year ago. No doubt about that. And many years before for them, too. Tonight, we are joined by a ranking member of the Harrison crew. That is Dave Salazzo, Harrison High School football great, who made quite a mark for himself in college football as a coach. He continues to still ring up the accolades as a high school coach in Connecticut. Dave Salazzo, congratulations on your selection for the Hall of Fame. You and all the others will be inducted on November 17th at Glen Island in New Rochelle. Welcome, Dave. How are you? Great, John, and I really appreciate it. And I just want to say that I am extremely honored and privileged to be part of the Westchester County Hall of Fame. It's it's a tremendous honor, and um, I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the interview tonight. Dave, your class consists of Rynex softball, great legendary coach, Joan Spedafino, NFL legend, New Rochelle High School, Ray Rice from the NFL, and Rutgers University, where he was probably the best player in program history, too, and at New Rochelle High. Also from New Rochelle High, basketball star Kent Washington and legendary high school basketball coach Lou DeMello. Dave Colazzo, Salazzo, you are part of the family tree at Harrison. I think just from a family standpoint, you had no choice but to go on to have a legendary playing at Harrison and coaching career in college football. You had to get yourself into the Hall of Fame because your father is in there, too. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, um, actually, 30 years ago, uh, my dad, Frank Salazzo Sr., uh, went into the uh, Westchester, Westchester County Hall of Fame. And uh, here I am now getting ready to follow in his footsteps. And I'm also extremely honored for that reason. Uh, my dad was a, um, a lifelong member of uh, Harrison, New York. Uh, he ran, uh, he was the supervisor of the uh, Harrison Recreation Department. And uh, um, the building is named after him now. It's his memorial. And um, I'm extremely privileged to be part of this because of that reason also. Uh, and following my dad uh, into the Hall of Fame uh, 30 years later. It's amazing. 
he was inducted in 1991. You also had to keep up with the Joneses or maybe the Freegans and Troilos of Harrison too, right? You're exactly right. Um, Artie Troilo Sr. and Artie Troilo Jr. I played football at Harrison for uh, Artie Troilo Sr. And his son, uh, Artie Troilo Jr., was also the head football coach at uh, Harrison High School. Many years later, won a couple of uh, state championships in New York. Uh, tremendous tradition there at Harrison High School. And then the other couple that are uh, in the Westchester County Hall of Fame are uh, Ralph Friedgen Sr., who was the head coach at Harrison. And uh, he was the athletic director when I played at Harrison for Coach Troilo Sr. And then uh, Ralph Friedgen Jr., uh, I played for. He recruited me to the Citadel. Uh, he was my defensive line coach. And then I uh, later, um, later on in my career, I was his assistant coach and recruiting recruiting coordinator at the University of Maryland, um, where we were together for uh, ten years. He was the head football coach from 2001 to 2010. You also had another brother act to follow in Harrison, another football baseball great in Harrison, Mike Belmont, who works with the Hall of Fame, and his brother, Ron Belmont, who now is stepping down after this year as the mayor and supervisor of the town of Harrison. What is it about the father and son and brother acts in Harrison that you don't see it like this in other places? There really is pressure to get this done, right, in Harrison? Well, uh, you're absolutely right, John. There's a lot of tradition in Harrison and uh, a lot of great families and um, people that go way back. And we were brought up by great parents and uh, they set the groundwork. They taught us the uh, tremendous work ethic from their heritage and uh, just passed it along and you know, I believe a lot of that is just from our, our family history and our family roots uh, being raised the right way by our parents and being taught the right things to uh, succeed and be successful. Now, you were born, raised in Harrison, came up through the school system. You were a lineman at Harrison High, correct? Yes, I was. Uh, my uh, three older siblings, uh, Frank Salazzo Jr., Bob Salazzo, Paul Salazzo, all played at Harrison High School. They were all offensive and defensive linemen. Um, um, two of the three were all county. Uh, we have a great history of linemen that played at um, uh, Harrison High School. And uh, they set the groundwork for me. And then I came along. I was the youngest and, um, you know, had a good career myself. And I was a defensive and an offensive lineman. Who was the best out of all the brothers? Well, uh, my oldest brother, Frank, I never saw him play. He was uh, 16 years older than me. And uh, from what I was told, he was an absolute uh, beast on the, on the football field. Uh, he, he was a tremendous lineman, all county as a junior. And uh, I heard he was just uh, the epitome of what it takes to be a, a, a lineman. And um, my brother Bob 
is also in the Harrison Husky Hall of Fame. Uh, myself and my brother Bob are in that Hall of Fame as well. And he was all county also. So um, we, we had some strong linemen in our family, to say the least. Kind of reminds me of our good friend Harry Jefferson over in White Plains, who was one of the all-time greatest running backs in White Plains University of Illinois history. And he had an older brother, Frank, who was a few years ahead of him. And people would tease Harry and say, Frank was better than you. And <laughs> during a broadcast one day on the old WFAS in White Plains, he and I did the White Plains games weekly for a number of years. Somebody came and poked me in the side when Harry had his head turned. And they said, come on, get Harry mad. Tell him Frank was better than him. So Harry turned around and said, Harry, you know, we always talk about your brother and you say you're, you were better than Frank. Somebody just told me Frank was better than you. He said, what, Frank, better than me? No, I was better than him. So <laughs> the same kind of sibling rivalry. Yep, and it goes around and it happens everywhere. No doubt about that. Harry Jefferson, of course, a Westchester Hall of Fame member, too, as well. So after Harrison, and oh, by the way, at Harrison, you played and other, took part in other athletic activities, too, right? Yes, I was a, a discus uh, thrower on the, uh, on the track team and also made All-State as a, uh, a discus thrower. And I was an All-State uh, uh, defensive and offensive lineman as well as All-County all uh, defensive and offensive lineman. A lot of accolades there at Harrison High helped pave the way for you to get to the Citadel under Ralph Freegen from Harrison. What was it like to work with the Freegen coaching tree and to come up under them and come up with them? Well, uh, I tell you what, John, uh, Coach Freegen, Ralph Freegen Jr., who recruited me to the Citadel, he was a uh, graduate assistant coach at the University of Maryland where he played and Bobby Ross was uh, uh, an assistant on that staff and got the head football job at the Citadel and he took Ralph along as uh, his defensive line coach and then Ralph came back and recruited me at Harrison and um, you know it was, it, it's a military college and to be quite honest with you I wasn't the uh, military prototype but it was a full scholarship. And uh, obviously my family had strong ties with the Freegen family. My dad and Ralph Freegen Sr. were very, very close. So uh, I went and played at the Citadel and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, coach Freegen, like I mentioned, was my defensive line coach and just, you know, an absolute tremendous football coach uh, taught me so much about defensive line play and uh, really, really uh, set the tone for me to uh, be mentally strong and do whatever it takes to be a good football player at the next level. We were a division one program at the time. And, um, you know, like I said, he just taught me so much and, you know, then fortunately, after I graduated, I was able to coach under him. So uh, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Bobby Ross, of course, moved on to coach in the NFL. Was Coach Freegen tough on you? Um, that's an understatement. <laughs> Thank God we didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> uh -huh. You might have been texting somebody about him, right? Or a few people, right? Hey, that tough right. coach boy, he got on me again today, right? 
No, but uh, it's exactly what I needed. And uh, it taught me so much uh, for me to become a, a, a Division One coach and a, and a great defensive line coach. Coach Friedrich was all about attention to detail. And uh, he was just an absolute technician on teaching technique. And um, the, the strange thing about it was, uh, you know, he was a, a quarterback and then an offensive lineman at Maryland, was a great quarterback in high school. And now he's coaching defensive line. And, you know, then he went on to become a great offensive line coach and quarterback coach and, you know, then a head coach. So uh, very smart man knows uh, just about everything there is to know about the game. And like I said, I wouldn't be able to, to uh, accomplish the things I did as a college football coach if it wasn't for Coach Friesian. You won at the Citadel. You won at Maryland. You went to Maryland when Ralph Friesian Jr. wound up as the head man with the Terrapins. And you won a lot in these places. What was the key? You were at Georgia Tech also, too, when Ralph Friesian was there. What was the key to winning at all of these major college programs, the Citadel, Georgia Tech, Maryland? These are schools so well-respected in the sport that these are, even the Citadel at that level at that time, you knew the Citadel if you followed college football and followed sports. Georgia Tech, Maryland to this day, you go to those schools, you have to get it done. It's that simple. Well, I think the bottom line, John, um, is that we had uh, tremendous coaches and we had young men that uh, they, they bought into the process. Uh, they believed in us. We believed in them. There was a great trust factor there. And um, we had a great scheme. Uh, when I was at the Citadel, uh, you know, we didn't have the most highly recruited athletes. So we did what we had to do to make sure we coached toughness. Uh, we ran the wishbone on offense and we really played to our strengths. And then I went to Georgia Tech. Coach Friedgen helped me get to Georgia Tech as the defensive line coach. We were a very talented program. We beat Georgia two years in a row when I was there. Uh, went to a couple big bowl games. Uh, coach George O'Leary was the head football coach, a tremendous head football coach. And then from there, Ralph Friedgen got the uh, head football job at Maryland after being the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. And we went into Maryland, John, and Maryland had not had a winning season in 10 years. And our very first year there, we won the ACC championship and went to the Orange Bowl. So how did you turn it around in just one year? Ten years of no success, immediately overnight to massive success. I think it was because Coach Friedgen held the players accountable. That was How do you do that? How do you hold a player accountable? Different coaches have different ways. You're, well, we, we demand excellence, and our practices were tougher than our games and uh you know perfect practice makes for perfect games not practice makes perfect i mean we went out there every day uh we had great leadership starting at the top and uh, a great coaching staff and everyone demanded excellence from their players and we held them accountable in that in that fashion and then you know it's one thing the coaches are always going to coach hard and and um make sure they do what they got to do to uh, cover all their bases. 
But then we had great players. We had great leadership. And, um, you know, uh, when you have the combination of good coaches and uh, strong leadership from the players, you know, that, that's going to win football games. And uh, the talent was there, but they just needed to be coached up in the proper way. And uh, Coach Friedgen was very organized and came from great programs, obviously. And, you know, it starts at the top, like I said, and um, we, we really just demanded everything from the players that they needed, that they had inside them. And, and they bought, they bought into the process. Harry Jefferson would say during our White Plains broadcast today's, you play the way you practice. And one week I said, you know, Harry, the guy goes a little easier during practice. Maybe he doesn't want to get hurt make sure he's there and available come game time. He said, no. He said, you play the way you practice. He said, tell me, how would you know what to do on Saturday if you don't do it during the week and you don't pay attention during the week or you go half speed during the week on Saturday? It just you're just bringing to the game, to the field, everything you learned, what you were taught during the week and what you put out or did not put out during the week, too. That's exactly right. I mean, you can't expect to practice soft and, and play hard. I mean, but you can't it, just turn it right on then. No, no. And uh, the practices have to be very intense and you have to be mentally tough and you know, the one thing that I think that really helped us that I have always done in my career, uh, in my 31 years of, of coaching, um, I coach technique and fundamentals. The game is about technique and fundamentals. Everybody has excellent X's and O's. You know, all the X's and O's work so good on the board. They're all designed to be the best that they can be. But when it's all said and done, you know, in the past 150 years of college football, the most important thing you can do as a coach is coach technique. And that's that's what takes an average player uh, into being an, a, a great player. Like Giants head coach Joe Judge says, give me an assistant coach who can teach me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's <laughs> technique. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Yep. Dave Salazzo will be inducted into the Westchester Sports Hall of Fame November 17th at Glen Island in New Rochelle. Class of five going in this year in 2021. Dave Salazzo, Harrison football legend with Ralph Friesen Jr. You moved on after Maryland. How many years were you at the University of Maryland to begin with? Uh, overall, I was there for 13 years. Um, I was a graduate assistant coach back in the eighties after I coached high school for a while down in Charleston and uh, went there when Bobby Ross was the head football coach at Maryland. And I was a graduate assistant. Then I went to the Citadel for 10 years. And uh, then when I went back to Maryland with Ralph Friedgen, I was there for 10 years uh, when he was there as the head football coach at his, at his alma mater. And you went to a bowl game most every one of those years. Yes, we did, John. We went to eight bowl games. We won an ACC championship. Um, just about every year we were there, we were ranked in the top 25 in the country. Uh, had a great deal of success. Um, put a lot of guys into the uh, NFL and um, just really enjoyed our time there. It was it was very, very special. Mm -hmm. my, my son was born 
uh, when I coached at the University of Maryland and we're big Terp fans to this day. Uh, we're actually having a reunion down there this weekend for the uh, 2001 ACC uh, champions. And uh, it's 20 years now. Uh, it went by pretty quick. But um, yeah, so a lot of great things happened there. And uh, as mentioned, my son was born down there. He was at a football game when he was two weeks old. <laughs> was he calling plays? Uh, not quite. Not quite. Not yet. <laughs> But he was getting the hang of it already, right? At two years of age? Yeah. yeah. Is that Christopher, yeah. his name? Yes, that's Christopher, yeah. yeah. Yep. Chris Salazzo, who we'll get to him in just a moment. Back then in those days, all the success at the University of Maryland. I remember a couple of seasons when the Terrapins began 0-2, and I said to myself, nothing to worry about with Ralph Friedgen coaching. Maryland will be in a bowl game. I remember you ran off like both of those years, like eight or nine wins in a row at that point. And I looked at the standings and I said, gee, 0-2 was a long time ago. There goes Maryland off to another bowl game. After your Terrapins years, where did you go after that? Um. After Ralph retired uh, and stepped down at Maryland, I, I spent the season at Villanova. And then from Villanova, I went to uh, UMass for four years, uh, worked under Coach Whipple there, who's um, uh, a you know, legend as a coach as well. I was very fortunate to work for him. Uh, he's now the offensive coordinator with the uh, Pittsburgh Panthers, who just beat Clemson this past weekend. Um, but uh, and then after uh, 31 years as a college football coach, I decided to uh, take a step back. My son was playing football and uh, I wanted to be around watching him uh, play and, and help coach him. I became a, a head high school coach. And then when my son joined the varsity at a different high school, I decided to go over there and coach at his high school, Farmington High School. and Outside uh, Hartford, correct? You're outside Hartford. You were at Naugatuck before in the Naugatuck Valley League in yes. New Haven County. Yeah. 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 I had a lot of success there when I was the head football coach. We played for two championships. Um, and then, as mentioned, I decided to go be the defensive line coach where my son was playing defensive line. So I'm currently coaching him on the defensive line and he's a senior and uh, having a lot of fun doing that. As a defensive lineman, how much does he, how much does Christopher resemble you? Well, he loves the game. He, he plays with a lot of juice, a lot of energy, and he's a technician as well. He really focuses on his technique and, you know, he has no choice. <laughs> I'm his I don't think so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what we're doing, man. We're working on technique every day uh -huh. and getting mentally tougher. It's kind of like when you talk technique for a defensive lineman. You have to be willing to take on two and three blockers at a time and let your teammate go get the sack or put the pressure on, and maybe he can do the same for you next time when he gets double teamed to free you up, right? That's exactly right. You got to do your job. Do and, enough defensive uh, linemen think that way about I have to be the guy to get the sack. So I got two guys here in front of me and I'm going to try just to beat them instead of taking that time to tie those two guys up. Let the unblocked lineman on your team go make a beeline for the quarterback on this play and you live to fight and go get a sack another play. 
That's exactly right. Hey, if uh, if you're a defensive lineman and you're eating up two blocks, that means someone else is free and they're not being blocked. So you just uh, really concentrate on being a good teammate and doing your job. Would you like to be a head coach again one day? Yeah, I really would. I, I really enjoyed um, being a head high school coach. It, it was it was a lot of fun and. You know, my son and I talk about it all the time and uh, maybe down the road, I'll be a head high school coach again and I'll let him be my defensive line coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how much input will you allow him to have? We'll see at that time, right? You'll see what happens then, right? Does he have a shot sure. at uh, college ball next year to play for a college? I hope so. Yes. Um, that's what we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Any inclinations as to where he might go or might wind up? Not sure right now. Uh, it's still in the works. Mm-hmm. And still a good amount of time before everything gets decided, right? Yes. Yeah. Dave Salazzo, you're a legend on the field, on the sidelines, as a coach at every level imaginable in the game of football. What has been the key to your success through the years? I like what you've said about, first of all, about practice again, how you practice will lead to how you play when the game comes up and that your investment in practice demonstrates how all in you are. Don't talk about it, just go out there and do it. And then you'll show how all in you are by your actions, not just by what you might say. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, um, first of all, uh, as a coach, you know, you want your players to be like you. And, you know, I'm a very intense individual on the football field. And uh, I think that um, uh, leaks down to my players. Obviously, the position that we play at, you, you better play with a lot of intensity and you better bring it every single day. And, you know, my, my whole philosophy is no reps off. Every day you practice every rep like it's the most important rep that you've ever taken. And if you approach it like that, then you got a chance to be pretty darn good. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I had players, you know, at Maryland and different places that uh, I had a couple of guys that were walk-ons. Uh, they weren't even recruited by Division three schools, and they walked on at the University of Maryland. And with their uh, dedication and uh, hard work, they ended up going to the NFL and playing in the NFL. And they weren't even recruited by anyone coming out of high school because they bought in to the process, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Who are those two guys? Well, one... <laughs> It's a funny story. He's in the WWF now. His name is Dean Matati. And uh, he's uh, uh, Mojo Riley in the WWF after he got out of the NFL. He's a crazy uh-huh. man. He uh, he was at a Division three school, Christopher Newport, in Virginia. And I'll never forget, I pulled into the parking lot uh, uh, going into the football office at Maryland and was getting out of my car and this guy walks up to me and he introduces himself and he goes, I want to walk on. He goes, I'm here to walk on. I just uh, enrolled at Maryland. I left the school I was at 
And he goes, can, can I play for you on the defensive line? I read up about you and I, I want to come play for you. And I said, yeah, we'll take anybody as a walk-on. Well, long story short, uh, four years later, or well, less than four years, he earned himself a scholarship. And then after four years, he, he was playing for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, he was just extremely, extremely dedicated. So anyone can do it if they believe in, in themselves and then obviously they got to go out there and, and pay the rent. They got to pay their dues and, and and get it done. And he's just one example. Who was the other walk-on? Oh, I had a couple of guys. Um, who made it to I, the NFL? The walk-on who made it to the NFL? Uh, Dean Matati. I had uh, uh, Tosin Abari. Um, I'm trying to think now. Uh, there was a couple other guys. A handful but, of guys overall. Walked on yes. and made it to the NFL. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm forgetting my uh, my my most important one. Uh, his name was Joe Valano. Um, his dad uh, was an All-American at the University of Maryland way back when he played with Coach Friedgen. And then Joe was playing in, in um, upstate New York and had a half scholarship to Rhode Island. And Coach Friedgen, being the very loyal person that he, that he is, uh, said, I played with that guy's dad. Give him a full scholarship. So uh, next thing I know is the kid, by the time he was a senior, was an All-American and played for the um, New England Patriots and won a Super Bowl. Wow. And played defensive line um, with Tom Brady. Uh, who was the, uh, the quarterback, of course, on the team. Who now says he could play to 55 if he feels like it. And I believe <laughs> somebody I'm walked sorry. up to me today and said, you know, Brady, and there's nobody like him ever to be slinging touchdown passes like this. And to which I said, at 55, he still might be doing it. And he will be, I think, if he wants to. So an amazing <laughs> specimen, Tom Brady, right? I, be I believe anything he says. Or like that person said to me today, must be those avocados, right? I said it must be those avocados. So they work for him. Maybe we should all go on a more of an avocado diet. We'll see about that. So I'm Dave, Dave Salazzo, fellow Westchester Hall of Famer, Dan Ricky, longtime legendary girls basketball coach at Austin High School. He has produced a number of great college professional players also, too. Over a lot, of them, a lot of his girls went on to UConn, to the University of Connecticut, and stores not too far down the road from you and have gone on to play in the WNBA from different schools that they played at in college after playing for him at Ossining. Dan Rickey, when he was inducted a few years back to the Hall of Fame in his acceptance speech, said, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And he repeated it. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And you have given a number of examples here as to what that's all about. That's right, John. And uh, that's probably the best saying ever said. And, um, you know, today, uh, a college coach in the recruiting has gotten a little bit out of control with all the things that are going on now. And, um, you know, I know one thing that I've always remembered uh, when we were at Maryland, you know, uh, today you have players, they got five stars, they got four stars uh, coming out of high school, uh, being highly recruited. And we always said at Maryland, 
we want football players. We can care less how many stars they have, you know, what their, their ranking is, their rating is. Put on their film and let's watch them and see if they're a football player. If they're going to play to the echo of the whistle and they're going to give you everything they got on every single snap and uh, play with effort and enthusiasm. And, you know, those are the guys that are going to win for you. Dave Salazzo, incoming class of 2021, Westchester Sports Hall of Fame in White Plains, induction ceremonies on Wednesday evening, November 17th, over at Glen Island in New Rochelle. If you'd like to attend the event, you can get in touch with the Westchester County Department of Parks, Recreation, and Conservation at 914-231-4500. 914-231-4500. And let whoever picks up that phone know that you want to go and watch Dave Salazzo in the class of 2021 all get inducted on the night of November 17th at Glen Island in New Rochelle. Dave, a pleasure to talk to a ranking member of the Harrison crew, no doubt about that, and we will see you the night of November 17th. Congratulations, my friend. Well-deserved. Look forward to sitting down with you the night of the 17th and enjoying and sharing your special night with you and all the other inductees, too. Thank you very much, John, and thank you for all your hard work. And uh, you're you're a true professional, and you do a tremendous job, and you're Thank a credit. You. Thank you, Dave. Much appreciated. We'll see you on November 17th at the Hall of Fame. I'm John Marino, and this is Westchester Talk Radio, and this is the Sports Report produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built by Lipolis Electric. At Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark. Get Lipolis. Hightower Westchester managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armonk, and by Tompkins Mayo Pack Bank. Catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, and Duchess Orange and Fairfield County Talk Radio programming on our YouTube channel, Shark Creative YouTube, and we do have an app for you to download now. Take us with you anywhere and everywhere you go. It's called Westchester Talk. That's the app, Westchester Talk. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.